Hello, everyone, and thank you for the download. It's Tuesday, June 13th, because I'm being ambitious, and I think I'm going to edit this in a single day. This is episode 60 of the Marty Called Podcast. I'm Tim Grassy, and today I'm joined by my co-host, Assault Masaki. What's up, Josh? I'm just standing here trying to stand clear of the horse. Doors. Okay, makes sense. You know, this isn't a whorehouse. It's a whore home. That's right. <laughs> and Skipper Ben, how's it going, Ben? Remember when you two just stepped all over my Marvel pitch? last episode uh over and over again yes payback's a bitch tonight boys <laughs> i don't even remember that i actually get a special feed of the podcast that has been cut out of it only 30 <laughs> minutes long <laughs> uh so Jerk. we are doing another imagineering centric show and we've been talking about this in jest for a while that is our transportation show that will not be where we kick it off, but we are going to be talking at length about that. But first, Ben, you are headed to Florida. and I, I think what? I, That's the rumor. Well, uh, so let's see. The last time when you were going to California, we talked about how you were going to ride Tron. So are you excited to get on Super Mario? No, that ride sucks. Okay. Yeah, no. Excited for Tron. This is... Uh... A week from right now, I'll have been on it. So uh, when we do our next show four months from now, I uh, can't wait to give you the <laughs> review. But uh, no, it's we're going out for our normal summer trip. Uh, it started off like as a nine-day trip and it somehow ballooned to like 11 and a half days, uh, which that can happen, I guess, when you get up at 5 a.m. and buy a annual pass uh, <laughs> like I did. So uh, the, the weird thing has been like, it started off as a set number of days, and then my wife would come to me. She's like, "You know, for like two hundred dollars cheaper, we can add a day." And I'm like, "I," and I don't, I don't understand how she did it uh, with with like hotels and rental car and the flights. Uh, so I was like, "Yeah, of course, we'll we'll do that because we had the annual pass. We weren't the the main cost, not adding on an actual park day, money wise." That does help, yeah. And then, like, a month later, she's like, you know, uh, for, like, $50 more, we can add a, an additional day. <laughs> it's like, sure, why the hell not? So, yeah, it's like 11 and a half days that we're going to be out there. So, we'll probably uh, be hating the parks by the end. But uh, that gives us plenty of time to uh, get many virtual queues and, and ride Tron over and over. So, uh, that does give us a chance. We, I don't think we're going to have to do the uh, individual lightning lane at all because uh, we'll have enough options to uh, hit or miss, actually, you know, get it and... I imagine getting, you know, at least like four rides on it. So, which is like a total, if you add all that up, it's like 37 seconds of ride time. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will be joining you on uh, no, the 22nd when you're in the no, Magic Kingdom. son of a yep. bitch. Uh, and uh, let's see, are you going to be on the 21st? You're going to be in Epcot 22nd? Yeah, well, I'll be joining you pretty much all these days. <sighs> I, I think we're I good to go. I thought I delayed this long enough to nope, you uh, let you shoot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, you better make a lot of park reservations for Epcot and Magic Kingdom because that's what you have to do when there's virtual queues. Oh, yeah, so it's almost like every day we are we are starting at one of those two parks and then uh, mid-afternoon hop into the studios or Animal Kingdom. Uh, because at you got to get point, those. like Cosmic Rewind – one o'clock is three hours. It's open. Yeah. It's it's open for quite a bit. They really should do away with virtual queue there. And even over at Tron, it's usually open for a good 20 minutes on that afternoon booking window. So the, the 7 a.m. booking for both of them goes very quickly. But that 1 p.m. one, because both rides are pretty consistent and operationally efficient, they're they're not really having those issues that Rise yeah. of the Resistance had. So, I mean, I don't know why Cosmic Rewind is still on it at this point. 
well, it really doesn't you, make sense. You have seen the news uh, in the last couple of days, haven't you? With the uh, with the extended queue outdoors. The extended queues outdoors. The chains are up. That's interesting. Uh, there's no reason for it to be right now if they, they weren't switching to standby. I think they gave less than a week's notice on Rise of the Resistance. So that's switch. what I was. Uh, that's that's the next thing I was thinking is like I'm I leave in a week and then I'm there for a week. Yeah. Are, are we going to see this happen during my time span while we're out there? Wouldn't surprise uh, which me. Which would be awesome. I, I would absolutely love that. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that would be that would be very useful. But we, you know, as it stands right now, still plan to, you know, the, the I hate virtual queue. I hate that whole process, but at least you get to do it from your bed. So the wake that's up. That's generally uh, where I could do it. That's right. Oh. <laughs> now they'll stop there. For, uh, <laughs> the first time Ben's Thank bed you. and lining up have ever been used in the same sentence. <laughs> I was waiting for Josh to step up and uh, go, but we'll, we'll save it because I, I could start a whole other tangent. But uh, <laughs> the, the, the plan is to get that 7 a.m. one, and then because of that afternoon uh, availability, you know, can I get a Tron one in the morning and then get over to Epcot after the 2 p.m. Maybe, and yeah. still have virtual queue open and be able to do Cosmic Rewind at night? So uh, we'll see how it all goes, but hopefully, hopefully that won't be an option. But yeah, we're looking at... We're looking forward to going. We're doing half the stay at Saratoga Springs, uh, which we've stayed at many times on our DVC points. But the other half, we're actually staying at Port Orleans Riverside. Uh, it's my first time staying there. So that's always pretty fun to stay at a resort for the first time, uh, especially one that's been around as long as it has. Uh, and we are staying over the weekend when Yeehaw Bob's there. So uh, we'll check and see if he's alive or not. Hopefully he's alive. Uh, Josh. <laughs> I will, well, I'll do a breaking news report that we'll post to the uh, the, the, the Facebook page and uh, in, in Twitter that if Bob's alive or not. So, uh, but really, this Schrodinger's Bob. That's a deep cut for like 40 episodes ago. <laughs> it, go back, people. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's, I, I was texting you guys that popped up on my timeline not too long ago. And it, I went back and listened and that's still the hardest I've ever laughed on this show was <laughs> that conversation. So it, it is worth hunting down at some point for, if you have not heard it before. Is that the uh, same one was accused of murdering Kenny Rogers? Yeah, it, it was, it was the Kenny Rogers uh, episode as well. So there, there's a whole lot to unpack on that episode. <laughs> We're going to see the downloads of that episode spike in, in Brazil and the Netherlands. It's going to be interesting. It spiked to six. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> I wonder where we're at. We, we got a, an update uh, recently as to where we were ranked. I think we had, uh, let's see. Oh, we were we were down 15 spots for Brazil. No, that was actually, that was part cheese. We're also big in Brazil oh, yeah. there, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway. What is, what's, what's part cheese? Uh, that show that you weren't allowed on last episode. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, probably can never be on, actually. With uh, I, I cherish my job too much. I listen to that show. That's so. probably fair. It's probably fair. It's borderline. Outside of, uh, <laughs> actually, I was looking at iTunes, and that show is rated mature, yep. rightfully so. Uh, and then it suggested our show, so I clicked on it just to see what it had us rated. And we are general audiences, like, uh, there, there is no mature rating on, on well, that's this. That's fucking so. stupid. <laughs> We're rated immature. That's uh, definitely so, true. So Max bitching was for nothing, actually. You know, his kid can listen. <laughs> Uh, so, but outside of Tron, that's really the only new thing. I was going to say, is that the only new thing? There. Uh, have, I think so. Have you seen Fantasmic since they redid it? No, and I won't get to on this one either. Okay. It's still closed, right? Uh, I don't it, think so. I thought they closed all of them with the fire. Is it back with the open? dragons? Yeah. They, they realize the check. dragons aren't real, right? Uh, but but I will get to, I get to see Epcot Forever again, which is always fantastic. 
I have to tell yeah. a story that makes fun of my cousin, related, uh, similarly related to things being not real. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Does Epcot either- Forever coming back, is it? Is that the prophecy that was in the name the whole time? Epcot Forever is back. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> welcome to a Disney podcast, Josh. <laughs> Fantastic piece of showing tonight. No, I understand it no, is okay, back. Okay. But I'm saying when when they had a temporary show with the word forever in the name, there was that was sort of humorous to me. But now here we are after its death and it's back. Well, they, they were banking on Harmonious sucking, so. Well, do, either you have a, do either of you have a shirt I can wear for Epcot Forever? Uh, I have one. That's, <laughs> it's, it's going up in price, though. This is, a, this is one of the first runs. <laughs> they only made, they made 100,000 of them. They sold seven. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one seventh of the market. <laughs> so, uh, quick well, story. If, if Fantastic's back, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll go catch that. It is, it is back. Quick story. So, my cousin went down to... Disney World last month for two days. With That's it. Her, quick, you said quick story. Stop. Yeah, it, it is. Uh, with her boyfriend who's a big Star Wars fan and they paid for the lightsaber thing. Each got $250 lightsabers. Her boyfriend is from England and they offered to send it back to the UK for 60 bucks for shipping. And he's like, yeah, I don't want to spend that after he spent 250 bucks on the lightsaber. So goes home or goes back to uh, the New England area, uh, the, the New England, not the old England area. <laughs> and uh, so he was in town for like four weeks, including a trip to, to Florida. And TSA at Orlando Airport has no problem with lightsabers because they see them all the time. Fast forward to when he has to fly back to England and TSA at Logan Airport is like, uh, what is this? This is a weapon. Uh, you can clearly dismember stormtroopers with this. You need to check this. That'll, that'll be another $60. And he's like, nope. I'm not going to do that. So my cousin had to come back after dropping him off and take it. And they looked up what it would cost to ship it to England. And it was going to be $200. Oh, so, my God. So my cousin now has two lightsabers is what oh. it comes down to. Nailed Brutal. It. Yes. Brutal. I do. If uh, if any listeners happen to be in the park when I'm there and they want to go through the lightsaber experience and let me tag along, I don't want to buy a $250 lightsaber, but I would love to see the show. Just putting that out there. <laughs> ask not what you can do. That's not what your podcast host could do for you. Ask what you could do for your podcast. <laughs> we don't ask host. you for much. <laughs> Visit our Patreon that we haven't created. Just want to be in your family for a day. <laughs> oh. Ben can tell you how much fun it is to have me tag along. It's uh, it's a riot. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that, that just is a- Ben's just here for the open marriage. <laughs> <laughs> That is uh, the close one of the the closest uh, death experience I've ever had was with you on uh, Sunset Boulevard. So that is true. Uh, <laughs> that lightning strike is still absolutely a that was pretty darn rattles terrifying. Me. I don't yep. believe I'm to blame for that, but you know, I you know what I've never been close to a lightning strike like that before without you. I have been physically compared <laughs> to Thor Sweet. the God of Thunder, especially with my shirt <laughs> off. So that could be what was going on, but I, it's probably unlikely that I that it was connected to me in any way. It, if you've ever wonder, walked around the parks and seen the little lightning rocks sticking up from the top of the buildings and wondered if they work. Yeah, they, they do. do. They do. They absolutely <laughs> they do. definitely do. <laughs> and I don't know that they're, they're probably designed to be connected. Right. So like if something yeah. bounces off one. Yeah, we saw that, too. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping to get new superpowers or something out of it, but they didn't. Uh, we should have oh, been touching the building, I, I guess. <laughs> Everybody can fly uh, once. <laughs> Everybody can fly, but uh, yeah, no, that's the, uh, that's the fun part. So, well, you know, next episode, I'll give you guys uh, my thoughts on Tron. Hopefully it's better than Mario Kart. Are you going to wear AR glasses for Tron? (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to wear my Apple glasses. That the four grand Apple that's, glasses. That, that's coming, right? By the way, where where they're going to customize every attraction to have AR outfitted with it for if you're wearing those glasses while riding like Haunted Mansion, you'll get to see stuff that uh, other guests don't get to see. It's going to be different glasses for everything, though. It's not going to be the Apple ones that work. You're going to have to buy a Disney-specific one for each thing, like the Spider-Man web slingers attachments. I I don't know. The the, the Bob Iger showing up at the Apple keynote is pretty interesting, being up on stage like that, that... uh, I kind of thought of that as a joke, but as I was, you know, thinking about it more, if they really want these things to be adopted, I, I don't think they ever will at that price point. I think it's crazy, but that could be a partnership at some point. Like you add, add augmented reality stuff to the attractions where if you, it's, it goes back to Mario Kart. You don't need the goggles to enjoy it, but if you want to wear them, you'll get to see things that other people don't get to see. Uh, maybe, maybe they expand it to, to a much bigger partnership than they let on. Josh, you're a big Apple fan. I believe Disney has participated in these keynotes before, haven't they? Yeah, well, I mean, Apple has a pretty intimate relationship to, to Disney, especially back when Steve Jobs was there because of the whole Pixar right. thing. So there's definitely a historical... I mean, Iger was one of the first people he told that he had uh, that he had cancer. So Yep, I remember that. Iger gave him cancer? I don't believe that's correct. We call it eye tumor. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, it- <laughs> <laughs> After that keynote, though, the the one thing I, I don't I want to get y'all's thoughts on if you think there's anything to this, but uh, one of the deals Iger said was like you could visit Walt Disney World like from your house, and when he said that, that was an ad for Gary's YouTube channel. <laughs> they're going after Gary. <laughs> well, what when he said that the castle Cinderella's castle popped up from like the kitchen counter, yeah, but also the Main Street Electrical Parade popped up. Yeah, I saw that as well. Do we think uh, anything to that? Could we get in? The, could we get in Main Street Electrical Parade back at some point? I think, I think they the, wanted the obvious explanation is he, 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 he this is a stock footage. <laughs> Sorry, we're all talking over one one another. <laughs> no, we you are. two are. Okay, well, Josh <laughs> is cutting out for me, so I'm trying to interrupt them. I'm the, giving you the floor. <laughs> I mean, they keep on bringing that thing back time and time again. How many times have they said at Disneyland that it, that it's glowing away forever? They, they yeah. like that play on words, so they're going to keep on using it. But that thing has been repurposed countless, countless times. It's just really weird that they use that in a keynote that they knew was going to be seen all over the world. For You know, it's something that's not at the parks right now, and it hasn't been there for years. And Probably footage from Tokyo. It doesn't seem like, uh, maybe, I, I doubt that, though. I don't know. I it's, think it, it's, means it was just a weird point. It was a weird deal. You could have picked anything to pop up. Uh, to represent something in the parks, and they chose a parade that has been dormant as people have been clamoring for a nighttime parade to come back right. for years now. So It could just as easily be indicative of them bringing back extinct things as well, not yeah. to the parks themselves, but as part of this uh, AR and VR product. So yeah, My theory is that this is just the footage that an intern happened to pick. Also possible. <laughs> They were reading too far into it. Yeah, there is something about this though that if they do it well, I'd be up for getting that and watching that because right now I go to Virtual Disney World on YouTube and all I can do is I look straight down at at this bald headed guy holding the camera above his head the entire <laughs> ride. I can't I can't take my eyes off of that. So uh, if they can do it better than that guy, I'm all for it. Would you rather spend four grand on the AR gl- uh, goggles or six grand on the Galactic Star Cruiser? 
That's easy for me. You can't watch porn <laughs> at the Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, the longevity of getting something that you get to keep more than two and a half days uh, puts me in the VR goggles. Well, technology is typically defunct within a week of purchasing it, so who knows? I don't think that's nearly as true now as it used to be. <laughs> I as think long we, as, Go ahead. I was going to say, as long as I can wear them and look down and slap Gary on top of the head uh, while riding rides, <laughs> I'm, I'll, I'll be up for that. <laughs> I mean, I'll allow it. I don't know if you will. <laughs> Any other things you want to discuss on your trip? Uh, what day do you get in? The 21st. Okay, we're staying at uh, Yacht Club that night, so we'll <laughs> see Oh, you I there. already spoke with uh, with your wife. I've got uh, joining rooms. It's happening. <laughs> I was waiting for Josh to do his joke. So. <laughs> uh, no, we'll, we'll revisit on the next episode. Tron, Tron is the uh, the go-to, so we'll... We'll see how that baby is. I think, I mean, everything that we've heard about it and everything that we've seen about it since it opened in Shanghai is that the ride looks really cool. It's just short. I had a friend, a co-worker at work who is big Disney fan as well. He just went out there two weeks ago and he absolutely loved it. Okay. And I trust his opinion on it. I've gone back and said this a couple of times that it just, it opened in the wrong order with Cosmic Rewind. Yeah, definitely. That, that's the problem. If if Tron had opened before Cosmic Rewind, we would have loved Tron, and then we would have loved Cosmic Rewind even more. But Cosmic Rewind was so good that when you then open a attraction that's a, a minute long, it's it's good. It's just not better than the one that opened before it. And you know, a lot of times, especially on attractions like that, you hope that the newest one is the best one. And right, that's just how it. It's unfortunate that it opened in that order. I've asked a handful of people, and collectively they've said that Tron is not as good as Revenge of the Mummy. And I'm not meaning that Hmm. to be defamatory towards Tron, because Revenge of the Mummy is an excellent ride. But Mm -hmm. that the order of Tron, Revenge of the Mummy, Cosmic Rewind is that order. It progressively Mm -hmm. be getting better. That Cosmic Rewind is substantially better than Revenge of the Mummy, and Tron is slightly worse. But I think that's also probably thematic as well, where... Uh, you may have a preference towards the mummy versus the futurism of Tron or vice versa. So. Well, and I, I, that's what I was going to say next was like, I actually like the new Tron movie. I like Tron Legacy. I love yeah. the music from it. The music's great. The yeah, movie was, I, but I, I was a fan of the movie, so that might play a little bit more. That, that'll be kind of the interesting part where like my wife and kids have never watched a Tron movie. So they're going to be just coming at this as a straight up new experience where I'm coming into it on an IP that, you know, throughout my life, I've quite enjoyed the IP. Uh, so there I isn't play a ton little... of story here that you really need to follow along with. No, though. but the, the look and the design and honestly, the music, the sound, the, the, I think the, the Tron Legacy soundtrack is fantastic. And if I get a lot of that while riding a ride that I think is pretty cool, that'll, yeah, that, that might can, be enough to kind of put it over the top as well. Up. That can be yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah. So right. we'll know in the next episode. Yes, yes. So uh, as we dip into our mailbag, we get into topics that we've kind of danced around and wanted to do for a while, but we're using these listener questions as an excuse to do them. So this one comes to us from a friend of the show, Bruce McClintock. Uh, Ben will sing for you at the end of the show, (laughs) the rendition of the McClintock song. But uh, 
The subject is Planes, Trains, and Autopia. Hey guys, thank you for the uploads. We rarely park hop at Disney, but we almost do at Universal. A major reason is we don't have to leave the park to use Hogwarts Express. It's highly immersive and a quick and easy way to park hop. I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but it's one of my favorite attractions at Universal. At Disney, the monorails and Skyliners are nice park hopping options if you don't mind transfers and traveling for a while. The only direct connector between the two closest parks, Epcot and Hollywood Studios, still requires leaving the park to take an extended boat or bus ride. Here are 50 words that mean the opposite of immersive. Uh, banal or uh, banal, if you are into that sort of thing. Bland, boring, characterless, drab. We're not going to go through all these. All right. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Assuming that major advances in box truck technology are a few years away, and blue sky idea, any blue sky ideas to connect the parks, Bruce McClintock. So we have been discussing for a while, sometimes in jest, sometimes seriously, about improving the transportation at Disney World. And I believe since we started the show, or maybe just before, Disney did a true audit from a third-party firm of their transportation, and that did lead us to the Skyliner and other experiments like the uh, buses that transferred inside the clean zone or whatever the uh, post-security zone should be classified as, and the minivans as well were all things that kind of came from that. But we looked at this as a wide-open field of ways to improve transportation in Disney World, and we didn't really have any other restrictions to it. So, I mean, you can go through the obvious things like new monorail trains, and I'm sure that we would all sign up for that. In the past, we've discussed a Skyliner expansion on that D23 Expo show, which included Animal Kingdom, Animal Kingdom Lodge, Blizzard Beach, the All-Star Resorts, and Coronado Springs. All of those things are well within reach, but... We could, well, not necessarily well within reach, but things that we could conceive of or talk about on the show. But I imagine that we all came up with different things over and above that. So I don't know if either one of you wants to kick us off. Uh, I have a handful of ideas myself, but I'm sure you guys have your own thoughts on how to improve transportation in and around Walt Disney World. I'll be happy to start. Go for it. New monorail trains. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> but I, I, I don't think that that's actually, you know, even worth mentioning, but I do want to talk about the monorail because I think it is such an iconic transportation method. Here comes a DeSantis rant. One thing that uh, <laughs> I've always said that I really like about the monorails and I Your guess the ferry, the ferry boats for that matter is I like how the TTC provides a layer of disconnect from parking. So it, I think it makes the Magic Kingdom in particular more immersive. He's creating another TTC on the opposite know, side of the parking lot to connect he it to is. the original TTC he by is. monorail. Just well, TTCs all over the place. Uh, well, it's so, funny you should say that. Well, more to the point, <laughs> I think they need to, if the TTC is going to be the first thing that a lot of guests see, it needs yep. to be nicer than it is. That's fair. It, you know, as nostalgic as I am, and certainly there's a lot of 1971 concrete there, it's, it's not probably the best first foot forward for the for the company to have with guests, especially ones who haven't been there before. And it I has think there's all the a lot dynamic of colors of Windows 3.1. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, th there's a lot of opportunity, I think, to do some storytelling with the TTC, just like you theme queues to attractions. And there's been sort of a, a gradual increase over time that the queue is an opportunity to start telling the story. That doesn't really happen at the TTC. You're so, hitting on something that I also hit on. It's interesting if we get to the same spot. Keep going. Cool. So I do think that a nice new structure that, that starts to tell the story there in whatever way that might mean. And I think it's an area where maybe you can use screens a little bit to make it dynamic so it changes 
with demand at various parks so that you yep. can perhaps shift, uh, you know, demand. I mean, that's something the company's talked about. It was one of the value propositions, at least for the company of my magic plus that I'm, I'm not, I think we lack data to really know how well that actually ever worked. But, um, so to me, there's, there's, I've tried to keep in my head here. How can I get something that I want and also present it in a way that's going to be appealing to management and decision makers that such that they might actually green light it? And I do think there are opportunities to help out the company operationally. I think there definitely are by doing this. Um, and it just seems like an area that's been neglected. So that that's kind of the main thing. And then the the other thing I'm just going to add on this is just a throwaway thirty second comment is. The trains have to be replaced. <laughs> Completely. Um, they do. They do. It, it's not a secret. It, yeah. I mean, it's not like like you said, you know, it's not like anyone who got asked this question wouldn't mention that at this point. I mean, doors are falling off them and stuff. I, I guess in their defense. <laughs> they are falling off. <laughs> well, he was really old. <laughs> it has been a while it's since a I've heard any of those reports in the news, so I guess that's good. But I mean, the fact that that ever happened in the first place, I think, is a, uh, a loud testament to the fact that these things are well beyond their service life at this point. And it's it's time to not time to turn our back on the monorails and dismantle them or eliminate that. It's time to reinvest in those like everyone knew when they went in that they were going to need, you know, at some point to have those vehicles refurbished or replaced. And it just never happened. So I think that's got to happen. And I think that they should expand that system. It's There's nothing in the world that is more analogous <laughs> to Walt Disney World than that monorail. And for them to have never, besides Epcot, done anything to expand its reach, I think is foolish. Do you think in our lifetime that the monorail gets expanded in like a traditional expansion of the monorail standpoint where it goes to another resort or park? You think it will? I do. I do not. Same question. You don't? Nope. And I'll tell you why I do. For the same reason that a lot of our favorite attractions get screwed up by new Imagineers that reach a point in their career where they have the power to (laughs) leave a mark. That's a fair point. Yeah. uh, There's going to be at some point – some faction within Imagineering where that is their bugaboo, where enough yep. people where enough people have convinced them that that's a way to leave a legacy to where even if they're not really monorail fans themselves, they will have a perverse incentive to do it. I just it, to me it seems on an infinite time scale, which granted you certainly constrain that by being within our own lifetime, but I, I think the only two plausible scenarios really. Well, maybe not. I'll give you three plausible scenarios. I guess is they replace the trains and never expand it at all. But the yep. other, if you take that one away, the only two real options are scenario. that thing goes away or it gets expanded. I mean, to me, it seems like there's so much infrastructure there already, like 14 something miles of track. That's a lot. Yep. You know, it's, it's, it's real easy to say, well, it costs so much to expand it now. But look at the value of that infrastructure that they already have in place. And if you want to see how bad it sucks when Disney turns their back on visible transportation infrastructure, just look at the TTC at Disneyland. Like, it's really stupid to screw stuff like this, this up because everybody could see it, and it's just a trophy to how stupid you are. Sorry, I'm confused. The TTC in Disneyland? Or you mean the TT? Okay, I forgot when that they Josh made- doesn't know the difference between the TTC and the TTI. <laughs> Got it. Okay. So oh, the- God, did I do it again? <laughs> the people who were in Disneyland. Yes, the people uh- who were slash Rocket Rod fiasco. <laughs> Sorry, thank I, you for I, catching me two shows in a row. My fear on that would be, though, that they could add – another line that would connect the TTC to say another park yep. or another resort for the probably they could probably connect every single park and every single resort together with the Skyliner for the price it would cost them to do yeah. like one expansion of the monorail. 
I would take the Skyliner's not nearly as cool in my opinion. But it's a lot cheaper. But it's cheaper. And I would take the bet of Skyliner expansion in the next five years versus monorail expansion in the next fifty. I think that is You might very well be right. I hope you're not, but other than Disney's build time, but at least starting a Skyliner expansion, because if they were to start it tomorrow, it would open in four years. So, how the, long did it take to get that up, though? For me, th- that actually seemed to go up years. pretty fast. <laughs> but that's definitely not Disney did not install that. That was that was another company that Disney doesn't really install much of anything. You know, I mean that these are all subcontractors that are for sure, for sure. But stuff. but there's no like I think where Disney slows it down is like. They need to do a million miles of rock work around yeah. uh, a roller coaster. Yeah, okay. The coaster goes up fast. It's the everything right. else that right. Disney then comes in and installs that uh, slows everything down. So there's a couple of things that Josh hit on, and I think we're going to have a lot of this where we're, there's there's overlapping ideas or similar enough ideas. One of them you mentioned was having the transportation have a story about it. And I actually – I put that out there – with a couple of different examples of it. And one was the old alien encounter. Excess teleportation was a thing. And when that was in Tomorrowland, they emphasized, I believe it was, was it the blue line that the TTA was? That would make sense because mm-hmm. of the color scheme. But I could see them just having some pseudo fictitious transportation network that they've decided to come up with a backstory for. And you can integrate existing transportation systems like the monorail, like the ferry boats, like the Skyliner into whatever story you wrap up. But I could see them coming up with something like that. Alternatively, if teleportation technology is real, that would be a great way to get around property. It would ruin Josh's aesthetic of the, uh, the journey to the magic kingdom, but I would be a big fan of them bringing actually excess teleportation in. I, but I, I would take it if they just did that to get you from your car to the front gate at Epcot. (laughs) So yeah, if we can bring back the parking lot trams as well as monorails, that would be nice. That counts, right? (laughs) So you, you mentioned monorail expansion, Josh, did you have an actual thought other than just kind of the blanket expand the monorails? Go through the swan and dolphin? Nope, just a very rough <laughs> idea. I, you know, I, look, I want to Google Earth a little bit just to see what is kind of what's what. And certainly they've done a lot over the years to, to probably make that job a little more challenging. But it strikes me as being the case that if we're willing to do it. I mean, let's, if they if they decided they were going to put the budget of one e-ticket a ticket attraction into this, they could do a lot with that much money. You know, people talk about how like even you guys are just like, you know, it's so expensive to expand the monorail. But like, let's not pretend this company doesn't piss money away like it's going out of style. I mean, there's the Star Cruiser. Five hundred million dollars yeah, gets you probably a connection from Epcot to Hollywood to, Studios. Not that like you really need that. Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. <laughs> they could do a lot with that. I don't. So. I mean, I think the monorail is the reason against expanding it is that it's cost prohibitive. I think Ben is absolutely right that the yeah. Skyliner is an option. And when you say it's the price of a knee ticket, what's going to bring more people to the resort an expanded monorail line or an actual new e-ticket in, in parks that need new attractions right now. So I think so, when you line it up between those two, it's it, they would always go with the cheaper transportation option and the better in park attraction. So I I did have a thought on where it could be expanded, and it's probably not what you guys had in mind. And I guess some credit for this should go to listener to the show, Christian Corner, because he and I had similar ideas, and we went back and forth and kind of refined it. Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, He's he's in the chat. You talk with him regularly on a daily basis, Ben. My bad. Anyway, so I think that right now, the primary monorail line that I think everybody 
experiences is the one that goes around Seven Seas Lagoon and goes to the hotels connecting TTC to the Magic Kingdom. Yes, there's the Epcot line, but I think the one that just gets the most use is that. What if they built more hotels on Bay Lake instead of Seven Seas Lagoon and connected those hotels to the TTC as well as the Magic Kingdom? To me, that is where I could see some sort of substantial transportation expansion. And whether it's a monorail or a Skyliner, you have some hotels on there already. You could have another loop for the Contemporary. You have the Wilderness Lodge. You have the campgrounds. But you also have a lot of real estate to put additional hotels that's pretty much untapped. So it's kind of future-proofing, and you need to build the hotels, but uh, they're running out of DVC space on Seven Seas Lagoon, so they're going to have to expand over to Bay Lake sooner or later. And I think, logically, I would go back to what Ben said, that a Skyliner makes a lot more sense, because with the Skyliner, you could also have an additional express line from TTC to the Magic Kingdom, say, around the bus area, uh, coming from... The You get the main monorail port. Next to that, you've got the charter bus area. Uh, not far away from that, you've got the stall port area. But there's, there's space where you could put a Skyliner station and then have one that actually circles Bay Lake and hits future hotels as well as the existing ones. But that's where I think if you want to actually see something get built, Disney would want to connect hotels to a transportation system that connects to the Magic Kingdom. And that's a, an avenue or a, a spot that I think is ripe for future expansion 10, 15, 20 years down the line. Yeah. Uh, isn't there brain-eating amoeba over in that area, though? I, I'm not suggesting they go underwater. So <laughs> Most people would be safe. <laughs> that's fair. We, we've seen our casual guests, including those that jump out of Cosmic Rewind vehicles. So, <laughs> But yeah, that, that's kind of when the only thing I... I if I put in expand the monorail, I wanted to have something mildly logical to the conversation. But anyway, uh, Ben, do you have anything in that vein of uh, the TTC to the TTA to the parking lot to the Magic Kingdom that Josh has or anything related to monorail expansion? Or do you want to come up with your own discussion? Uh, no, I mean, I think I would have always loved to go back and, and you know, go back to the original idea of the TTA uh, and that actually being a transportation idea that Walt came I up with. Yeah. Uh, is there a way to do that any bigger scale than just a looped attraction through Tomorrowland? Um, I think honestly, if it done right, it could have kind of the same benefit of like the Skyliner. It absolutely could. The thing that scares me at the Skyliner is it, I think it's a fantastic deal. I love that it was added to the parks, but I also have seen it stopped through uh, very scary Florida storms way too often to make me even uh, incredibly comfortable doing it. <laughs> so th th if you see those gray clouds coming through, I'm like, I'm not getting on that thing because it will stop and you're all, you are stuck. I've seen this damn thing swinging uh, at an uncomfortable level <laughs> before. And you're kind of, you're kind of stuck there. Uh, obviously nothing bad has happened outside of some crashes in the uh, loading stations, but still <laughs> it's an, it's an experience to where, what you think might be a five minute ride between a resort and a park could turn into a two hour delay uh, because of a storm, which sucks. I mean, to be fair, the monorail is not immune from that either. No, nor nor the, would the TTA either, because yep. I mean that's but open the air. Has, the, the, the TTA, if you could figure out some kind of enclosed version of it, because it is electric, so yep. you, you could enclose oogie, oogie, oogie. it. Yeah, uh, you well, could enclose it. There's one at the Dallas Air, or at the uh, Houston Airport. So yeah. It, I don't know that 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 to me, 
I don't know if it's any cheaper than uh, the, the the only thing that might be cheaper than the monorail side of it is the the ride vehicles of yeah. themselves are drastically cheaper. Uh, but you are gonna have to build that infrastructure of if it's elevated beams, an elevated yep. track. Uh, that's not gonna be cheap. Uh, you could do it ground level, but then you're having to get real funky with uh you know the paths and where it goes. But there's I love the TCA as an attraction, and I think I would actually really enjoy it as a mode of transportation uh, to go between certain parks and certain resorts. Uh, even if you did it small scale on a, on a loop, the, the same way the monorail has a loop amongst uh, uh, the the Magic Kingdom resorts. Uh, granted, you have the boats uh, around the Epcot resorts, but is there a way that you could do a TTA version that takes you from Hollywood Studios to Boardwalk to Swan and Dolphin to Yacht and Beach to Epcot and back? I'm going to simplify it even further. What if they replace the parking lot trams with TTAs? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that, especially over at Hollywood Studios, where expansion into that parking lot is increasingly likely, that yeah. when you get to a a need for a garage as opposed to just flat parking space, like that, that park is relatively landlocked. It's not completely landlocked, mind you. But the back half of that park certainly is without some substantial reworking of World Drive that probably isn't going to happen. The most logical way to expand that park is into the parking lot and build a garage. So doing that and having a people mover getting you to the front of that park would make a lot of sense. Good. Go ahead. Finish. I got another. Go ahead. The other thing about a people mover is that your turning radius is substantially tighter than, say, a train or a monorail. So you can do that. And really basically keep the same pathway that those parking lot trams took. So that was some, I looked at, I think you probably took a similar approach. Like what do we, what do they currently have in their arsenal of unique transportation that they can use and let's utilize some of them. So the, the connection of the parks doesn't have to be via monorail. It could be Skyliner. It could be TTA. It could be any number of those things. Well, there. Uh, part of this is also I'd love to find ways to find those resorts that only have buses to yeah. give them one other option than just a bus. And you know, there's certain resorts over there that if you if you looked at Google Maps and if you know the backside of Epcot, uh, you're, the, like Saratoga Springs and Old Key West is one shot across a highway to the backside where it would take you right into the backside of uh, Test Track, uh, the cast member parking lot that's back but that back there. It's hidden really well, but and I, th- I think a lot of people don't realize how close they are to that back gate uh, where, oh, yeah. where the cast members go in and out. You could do a TTA, just a straight line from the starts to Saratoga, goes to Old Key West, picks up a group there, goes literally a quarter of a mile across the highway and drops you off somewhere near Test Track. And just goes back and forth, one straight line to and there. And it gives people, you know, at a deluxe, two deluxe resorts, a secondary mode of transportation outside of where they're just locked into the bus system right now. It, it, it's an upsell, if anything, to those people. It'd be like, I think anybody likes that. They like to be on the monorail loop. They like to be at a Skyliner resort. Is this an easy, cheap option, cheaper option uh, to, to, to build this, you know, th- that version of that there, Josh, screams of what like, they have in Houston the elevated track that just stops at two spots and takes you yep. to a deal and then just goes back the other way and stops at old Key West, stops at Saratoga, comes back across and it's just a straight shot to and from. But, uh, it, it 
you know, if you do it electric, you, you could spin it any way you want it. Do you base it around Walt's original dream? Do it all electric. Do it kind of around the idea that he originally had, and it becomes a selling point at those two resorts to uh, to do that. Epcot's location affords it a lot of interesting options. Mm -hmm. And I know at one point, I think this predated the Skyliner, there was consideration of putting another entrance near the Germany Pavilion Mm -hmm. uh, that would have been probably a boat-based entrance for Caribbean Beach and probably uh, Pop Century as well, where you would get a water taxi connecting connecting the Germany side of Epcot. And I actually had one... So <laughs> this is a, a go with me type situation, but it all, it also is akin to McClintock's idea of like a Hogwarts Express type attraction. Yeah. One of my biggest complaints of Disney announced and or rumored projects was putting Zootopia in the Animal Kingdom. I think the only park where it would be worse would be Epcot. So my suggestion is that we connect the Animal Kingdom and Epcot with a Zootopia themed train. And if you look at where those two parks are located, uh, so I figured might as well ruin both parks. But <laughs> the, the, the world nature section of Epcot, this is really the only Zootopia-based story that would actually work, would have you traveling through the biomes of Zootopia, which are the biomes of Earth, and connect to Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's about two and a half miles from an area probably around where the Living Seas are, and you can connect to the front entrance of the Animal Kingdom. The mm-hmm. only thing in your way is the Coronado Springs Resort. And you can pretty much just get there with a slight bend in the track. But yeah. it would be a unique way to get from one park to another. And those are two parks that I think people hop to and from quite frequently. Yeah. I think a lot of people start at the Animal Kingdom and end up at either Epcot or Magic Kingdom. So getting a connection between the Animal Kingdom and really any other park would be welcome. And I think Skyliner is probably the most logical choice and just kind of going and expanding that system. But we were tasked with coming up with unique things. And I figured, all right, a fully enclosed TTA system. We get Zootopia, pseudo in the parks, but really outside of both parks. That was my my pitch to connect those two. Well, you hit on – since I kind of gave you a segue with my idea for yours, you sort of did the same with me. And I got this idea when we were talking about how – the park has sort of been painted themselves into a corner. We were talking about Tom Sawyer's Island in particular, and how do you yep. get people outside the berm if you need to? And I think the Hogwarts idea is exactly how you do that. Um, this is a chance where Disney can use transportation to solve a problem that they actually have, which is expanding outside of the footprint that they've painted themselves into, whether it's at, at, at a studio. I don't even know that park is such a mess, like layout wise, that I don't even really know where to start. I think but it's magic- fixable though, because it's small. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, big money, big problems, I guess. I mean, it's the fact that there isn't as much there means there's less to be in the way. But <laughs> when I look at Magic Kingdom, that definitely isn't the case. You don't, there's not a whole lot there you probably want to destroy in order to, you know, expand your sandbox. But if they did a Hogwarts type thing, which took them to the north, um, you know, uh, what is it, north, uh, west? Is that where Top Sawyer's Island is? I don't know, know what Kim and Kanye have to do with this, but. Okay. <laughs> I think that's that's a huge opportunity, and it also allows them to have a response to Hard Works Express, which really they don't at this point. The closest thing they've had was the rider van with the uh, over at the Star <laughs> Cruiser Hotel, which I don't think was really on par. 
I mean, Hogwarts Express is such a unique thing because it's an in-story transportation system that logically makes sense to connect two things in there. And they don't have, like, I guess if they were to put Star Wars in multiple parks, then they could have some sort of transportation system that would make sense to connect the lands in multiple parks. But they really just don't have a theme that is spread out across multiple parks that would make sense to have a transportation system. Like they got toy story in every park, but other than that, like what are you going to ride? Slinky, uh, Slinky's, uh, Slinky dog dash or something like that, or the RC racer car. But it wouldn't necessarily have to connect two parks. It could just connect, it could just connect the main park to a smaller area that maybe has one or two attractions. I feel that that type of stuff doesn't really work. I mean, part of it, too, like the most recent example of this is over at the Animal Kingdom where you can't get people to that back section of the park. But I also don't know that there's a draw there for most guests. So that's part of the problem. So but to do that, you would need another draw. And if that ultimately becomes the expanded beyond Big Thunder area, then maybe that's exactly what they're going to do, where they just get a Skyliner or similar means of conveyance to that back half of the Tom Sawyer Island. And that's where they put the other thing. And there's no true walking path there. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I think that you have to do a walking path though, for some of that stuff. I was kind of thinking that, you know, it could be fun to do something along the same lines as the Hogwarts express with those screens. Um, you know, could, could you do something along with the buses? Could you do something in the windows and put a digital screen in there that yeah. could tell the story leading into a park? So imagine, were there uh, patents for that years ago? Probably. I thought there was. Uh, but it, you know, as you're riding to the Magic Kingdom, it's it's a whole story. You're on a I don't know what it is exactly, but you're seeing characters driving next to you as they're going to the park. You're you're seeing. I think that's yeah, exactly th- what it was. It was like a pseudo augmented reality where they would yeah. use the windows and you'd see yeah. like Iron Man fly by and that's which sort of I thing. I think that could be cool. But then I also go back to you know growing up as a kid, I loved just looking out the windows at the park at, at the resort, looking at you know the different that's hotels fair. as you go past. Uh, I love that's one of the things I love on the monorail is just having those bird's eye view of like uh, the Wilderness Lodge, uh, the content you know going through the contemporary. So doing anything to the windows, a la uh, Hogwarts Express, I think would be cool. But I also think it would, it would take, take away, away the charm. Yeah, the char- exactly, exactly. I I, I love. There, as much as I hate riding the buses, <laughs> there's part of me that does enjoy riding the buses, sitting back and just getting a, a view of everything as you're as you're riding by. Uh, so you know it would be an advancement in the technology of what they use, but at the expense of, uh, like you said, the charm of uh, the, just the resort itself. I've actually I've actually burned through a lot of mine piggybacking on some of your stuff. So either of you guys have other ideas that you want to bring up? There was a show in the 90s uh, that Hulk Hogan was on that he drove this high-speed, <laughs> high-tech boat uh, around yep. Chevy Thunder. Around Seven Seas. Like, it would go so fast that he could get from the Grand uh, the, the Grand California. Uh, the, uh, That's really, really Grand, fast. Wow. He could. Get from the Grand Floridian. TTA and TTC. <laughs> he could go so fast from the Grand Floridian all the way over to World Showcase uh, Lagoon, like in seconds. Uh, you, you know... I would love to see that come back. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, just super high speed boats flying around uh, the different lakes to uh, to get you there faster. Because if anything, those boats just go way too slow. We'll call it the fast and the floatiest. <laughs> no, I, 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 I half joke that I love boats. Anything that got more boats uh, as modes of transportation, I'm all for. Uh, 
Let's go over other things to be like. Boats and hose land coming to a park. Boats and hose land. I like prestige worldwide. (laughs) Uh, They have these box trucks that they're not using right now. That's true. I mean, Uh, I could see them do something like that. We we that could be the lingering thing from Galaxy's Edge that uh, box truck technology really a bus that has the driver secluded and guests board the bus without actually seeing the driver and the interior is themed and you could have the option of going on those sorts of things that it would be amazing if the box truck was what stays from galaxy's edge and bus form but i will say uh this isn't a new idea but if you're going to continue to rely on buses more buses and more bus drivers oh absolutely that's become a major problem uh, over the last several years. That's uh, one thing that they haven't reinvested in is uh, getting more going. Uh, if <laughs> if you've ever stayed at like the all-star resort, there's nothing worse than walking to a bus stop at the park close and realizing you're going to be there for a long time. Yeah. Just because there are no... The, 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 the ride times on there, the, uh, the... I know they've changed it to where they have a person sitting there with a iPad supposed to be gauging how long each uh, resort's line is, and then that's uh, Len. That's not Disney. That's that's Len that does that. (laughs) Len could do it better than the person they currently have dispatching buses because it sucks right now. Uh, So get more buses in the system. Get them going. Especially at the prices you're paying at those resorts, you should never be waiting more than twenty minutes for a bus. And there's there are. Stories after stories right now of people sitting. This is not just something on social. This is people that, you know, with the, the that we book their guest stays. And they have come back saying that we will not stay at a resort that only has buses anymore because of their experience yeah. was so bad. So, yeah, I mean, buses should be considered a non, a non incompatible with the Disney ideal. It's just they're so no. bad. Yep. But I mean, they, they it could be fine. Again, Universal uses them. Yes, they also have their other transportation, but you don't see these complaints about Universal. No. And they they have to go on public roads, too. Disney can govern all of this stuff. They can have dedicated bus lanes, which they do in some places. But there's a discussion that had taken place previously about driverless vehicles around property. And Disney, with the infrastructure improvements that they made to the roads lately, they could have basically made it so that these driverless vehicles – only operate on like specific color roads to make it as easy as possible for the navigation. And you could have driverless buses be introduced to the world in an area that is so controlled like Disney world to really make it work. And that would increase the frequency of them uh, significantly more than they're already doing. And can we also talk about magical express, which just inexplicably went away and was a mistake because If we if we don't mention that, I think we're going to get yelled at. That's that, an environment where a bus is fine. Absolutely. And the exact same service still exists, but it's not Disney branded and Disney isn't getting the money for it. So what did they accomplish? There's a lot of stuff like that where I, we're getting away from transportation here. but No, no we're not. I, I think it's right on – But by like right having, having an inferior bus system is pushing people to either stay off property – and rent a car, but there's a lot of decisions that are being made by Disney to not have efficient transportation that is probably costing them money, that they look at these things as an expense and they're not realizing that it's actually damaging other areas of the business. They view it as a loss leader, but it really isn't. I feel like this is one of those things that's going to get brought back at some point. This is, as Iger goes through and 
you know, rewrites the wrongs that he sees that were done while he was out. I think that was done under his watch, though, wasn't it? Wasn't the announcement done under his watch? I gotta look at the timeline there. Uh, it, well, if anything, Chapek was in charge of the parks and he, had he an influence I mean, had on his role in it, yeah. getting it done. But th- I mean, that's a huge deal when it comes to people staying on property and stuff as well. Like they saw that as a massive benefit of I don't have to rent a car, I don't have to uh, uh, buy a shuttle service. They pick me up and they they drop me off and they take me back. That's fantastic. So, uh, especially in a time period where they they're seeing you know the resorts are down right now, the parks are down, the the the, the hotel stays are down. This is one of those things that gets along with you know the the dining plan. Uh, he could come back in six months and be like, the Magical Express is back. We'll we'll pick you up. We'll take you back. And I think that's something that that's a card he could play as they get closer to Epic Universe opening as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a great play right before Epic Universe opens because the original design was to trap people on property. And if you're not going to build new, if you're not going to build new attractions to fight it, bring the bus system back. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've talked at length about how Disney was previously a desirable career and is now a stepping stone for a lot of people in like the early stages of their career, say like post MBA. And I think a lot of these poor transportation decisions are people that have operations degrees and uh, they're they're bean counters, accountants, uh, whatever defamatory thing you want to say about my kind, <laughs> that they're going in and saying, all right, well, the bus is not generating revenue. Let's cut it. And it's cold-hearted, cold-blooded, and short-sighted. And I think there's a lot of decisions like that that have been made that have directly affected transportation specifically because transportation was like a value-added thing to mm-hmm. the trip. And by taking all that stuff away, it's increasingly more difficult to justify your six, $700 night hotel rooms. It just but really it, makes it difficult. Like you said, that was a partnership with mirrors. Like, yeah, they, they didn't maintain those buses. <laughs> they, they didn't pay those drivers. That was, that was a, that's a pretty easy thing to bring back. That would not cost you much money at all to do the right. infrastructure side of it. Wouldn't cost money. Yeah. You got to get You're, those wraps for the mirrors buses and that's about it. That's it. And I work for a company that we've wrapped buses for years and we do it every season with all the different teams that come. That's a, that's nothing. (laughs) That is absolutely nothing to do. So I, I just, my gut feeling once, once I heard dining plan coming back and some of the things that they were rolling back, uh, my head just immediately went to, they're going to bring that back at some point. So I think it's the new Disney business strategy to just take away things we like and then bring them back and expect us to act like it's a, well, something new. I mean, because, pretty much. Because I think they're starting <laughs> so to see the push. They're seeing the pushback of that stuff. You know, everybody's always said, "Speak like with your wallet," and 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 you know, I think they're starting to see that right now. It's it's. But the prices aren't going back down. So the, the prices are. But the prices are going down. We used to get for less. I, so I'm going on a trip next week. So of course I'm going in the app and looking at wait times for attractions, just killing time. And then we're in June right now. And the like seven dwarfs mine train has a 60 minute wait and everything else is like 30 minutes. That's crazy for summer wait times at the parks. And that's all four parks. And that, that just lines up to there's not people in the parks. And that's without a doubt. The dining plan was a, Oh crap. Nobody's booked this summer. That's an easy thing they can go to. They've hear they're hearing people talk about I'm not booking another trip until the dining plan is back. Well, all right, we're bringing it back. So please, can you come book your trip now? Uh, 
and and he has the easy out that he can blame everything on Chapek. Although a lot of these decisions, like you said, did come under his watch. He's the good guy right now, and we're bringing back the stuff that was taken away from you uh, because I'm the hero. And and hopefully, all it does is end up getting you guys to come start coming back because right now you're not coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that. I mean. Yeah. yeah that. <laughs> that's pretty much that's pretty what it is. You're, I can't argue with any of that. So, yeah. Josh, did you have <laughs> any any other transportation related thoughts? Not really. That was pretty. I mean, I didn't. I don't feel like this is one where it made a lot of sense to go into great detail because what we're really trying to do is talk about an experience, and that's going to have to be fit into you know a park or accomplishing a goal before you actually implement it. So, uh, you know, I think we all kind of are on the same page, though. You yeah, kind of ruined my joke about the moving walkways, though. I was going to bring that up because I think that is something that Universal does well. Yep. Uh, the parking garages are far from the parks. And one thing they don't make you do to start your day and end your day is walk all the way from there. So if you're not going to bring the trams back, you know, it, that tram path that's in each of the parks right now. Can you make that an enclosed elevated walkway that, yes, it's going to cost quite a bit of money to, to get it up off the ground. But. Is that cheaper than maintaining a tram system, maintaining drivers, maintaining cast members who run that tram system? Uh, are you going to pay a lot of money up front and then just have to, you know, the, the, the maintenance cost of it on the, on the backside? But something that makes that experience from your car to the front gate much more enjoyable than it currently is. Yep. And if you close it, you can project things on it. Or I mean, absolutely. If you, if you think about the Chicago airport, you know the light tunnel that's been there forever. You know, yep. no one, no one who has ever walked through that forgets it. And it's, <laughs> you know, what is it? It's a, it's a walkway between concourses. It's not an attraction, yep. but it's, it's just unique enough to where people remember it and think it's kind of cool. I mean, that's, I think that's all we're really asking here is that after fifty years of existing, it's time to expand the Disney experience to some of the more mundane aspects. And it seems mm -hmm. like they're going in the opposite direction. There was more care and attention given to transportation in the early days than there is now. And that isn't compatible with Walt's idea of, uh, you know, gradually expanding the reach of the parks to include more urban type things. So uh, there, there's certainly a, a Walt centric defense for investing money in this sort of thing. And that was absolutely a selling part of the early days of the parks. And it still is that, you know, when you would go to this resort, I think it blew people's minds that they would drive you everywhere. You don't have yeah. to, you don't need a car. They'll take you everywhere. They'll take you to the parks. They'll take you to your host. They do it all for you. It's, it's part of that service. It's a, you know, guests, this is a part, this is an extension of guest service. We will take care of that hassle for you. We'll, we'll, we'll cater to you. We'll take you wherever you want to go. And at the prices that we're currently paying for that to be the thing that they're slacking off on, I think it's a big miss and definitely needs to be addressed. And, and they, I think the Skyliner was a good start. And I, I have heard it was a great start. That did not, that sounds like something that would not have been approved under. Either. Absolutely. Yeah. Like we, and, we have to give credit where it's due on the Skyliner. It was a great addition. Yeah. Yep. And hopefully it was such a good addition. They keep adding more to it and then maybe looking at other cool ideas like that, 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 that came from European resorts and European uh, tourism areas that, yep. that was, they utilize it there. And I was like, that was a cool idea. Let's bring that here. There's other things like that around the world. Find some of those things and bring it over and put it in play. The not Bantha attraction for Star Wars as well. If we could get some of those creatures to just walk around property, that would be nice <laughs> and uh, interesting. Now, a, a comment on moving walkways. 
if Space Mountain has shown me anything about the future, those are not futuristic. <laughs> those need to be eliminated. So I think that technology True. may very well be obsolete and not something that they could add. Well, so. but we're living in the now. We're not living in the future. So, so we so just th- can't put them in Tomorrowland? Is that what it comes down right. to? Right. So the future got rid of them, but that doesn't mean gotcha. we can't have them now. So okay. let's Makes do it. Makes sense. <laughs> what about like Wally themed uh, – uh, <laughs> chairs, <laughs> chairs, just around property. How about we all just get a part of your park ticket is your own ECV uh, there you go. <laughs> to drive around. I'm all for that too. It's just some <laughs> thousands of ECVs riding through the parks. Do we have any other transportation based discussions? No, good. Okay, I think the, <laughs> there's this company I, called Excess Tech, and I think they, that's a great idea. If we can teleport from area to area in the parks. <laughs> Let's not lie. That I've that attraction was great. Something you ate, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that attraction was great. That was fantastic. Just put in the wrong park. I think that was, if that was in the studios, it would still be there. Anyway, uh, if you have any questions or topic ideas, you can email us at martycall at gmail and we will get to them within two years. You can also follow us on Twitter under the username at martycalled or join in the discussions in our Facebook group, facebook dot com slash group slash martycalled. Uh, fun fact about that: Josh isn't there, so you can say whatever you want about Josh, and Ben and I will not defend him. We'd no, also appreciate true. it if you rated and reviewed the show on iTunes. The iTunes algorithm in Brazil really likes it when we get five star reviews, so if you could help us out, we'd appreciate yep. it. Ben, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at backside underscore water. And we're doing shows so frequently right now that I'm not used to these like hour long recordings. This is weird. I know. I know. We got we got <laughs> we got spacey shows out more often. Uh, Josh, same question. Where can we find you? <laughs> Utilidors.com. It's spelled wrong. The second O is for savings. But uh, we do have some good merchandise going there, and I, I think I'm gonna have a new line for summer 2023 going in. So uh, keep your eyes eyeballs tuned for that. Are we going to get the uh, the TTA is TTC shirts? That's actually really good. I, <laughs> if you could spell Utilidors wrong, you could spell uh, TTC wrong. <laughs> and then what was Gary's that he wanted? The If You Had Legs shirt? If You Had Legs. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me on Twitter under the username at Inferno Barge. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one. Good night. See ya. Like dirty a day, McLean talk. The guy is like our stalker, McLean talk.